Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Let's ride. It's the No Cap Recap. No Cap Recap. No Cap Recap presented to you by Down the Wire. It's the No Cap Recap Week 1. Down the Wire presents the No Cap Recap. My name is Tom Wirtz with my brother Dave. And we're here to tell you all about the NFL season. This week, we start with the first week. That would only make the most sense, right Dave? Yeah, it's time for the Down the Wire boys to try something a little bit different for you. I know we did this all last season, but we still want to give some fun down the wire content. So this is going to be uh, an entirely new, new field for us. Kind of right? new show. We are now, I, while we're not quite two episodes a week, we are two different episodes a week. Now we will be releasing the no cap recap on Monday mornings. We're actually recording this one on Monday morning, Early kind of. Monday morning. And we will release our Down the Wire episodes on Fridays as well. So Mondays and Fridays, Down the Wire will continue. But now, Down the Wire is voyaging into new territory and wow. exploring can you what put, they can do. Can you put that like uh, little uh, like vocal track of like the like the little anime kid that goes, wow. I'm going to put the Owen Wilson wow oh, right there. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can fill in for that. That's no problem. We're going to get into week one here. Let's start it off with Thursday, how we always did. Bills, Rams. Banger of a game. Not really. But, well, I mean, I, I mean, you want to say that. This, is, this was pretty good from my perspective because I was feeling really fucking confident about these Buffalo Bills and... Man, Josh Allen is looking MVP ready. Well, it's one week. It's one week. And you know what? I will say this. This was a huge game for Buffalo. And while I do agree, Josh Allen looks great, looked great. Watching the game itself really solidified the Bills as, oh yeah, they're on a mission kind of thing now this You're year. You're damn straight. Josh Allen was bowling guys over this entire game. Fuck a slide. He wasn't doing that. His mission was to go out there and win the football game. It seemed like a game where LA was set up very well, too. Sean McVay has been great week one. Now when you see some of these other games coming up later, I think you'll realize... Maybe Sean McVay wasn't the only wizard in L.A. Uh, right there as well. This was a huge win for the Rams, or for the Bills, rather. 
And I wanted to ask you about the Rams. Do you think that they have any reason to feel a little worried? Are we talking too quick here on week one? Uh, Remember, we're all about not capping to the people right here. So don't cap. Should they worry or not? Uh, I think they should. I personally, I feel that uh, the injury to Stafford, the elbow injury, was kind of showing. Uh, now it may not, you know, looking at the numbers, it may not feel like that when you look at what Cooper Cup had. You know, like close to two hundred. He, he obviously yards. did not miss a step. He's he's not a one hit wonder. He is made for that offense. No, and and you know what? That's because Cooper Cup is fucking amazing, and Sean McVay is going to make Cooper Cup do some you know wizardry shit. But uh, the amount of injuries that are affecting this one, not having dudes like Van Jefferson on the field, definitely hurt uh, the the Rams' offense. And I I. Don't know if it's going to get better. An elbow elbow injury lingers. That's not something that goes away. Mm-hmm. So Stafford's going to be feeling that, and especially if he gets banged up, which he kind of was getting banged up by uh, the Bills' defense, uh, spe- specifically that defensive line, which, I mean, uh, we'll get to this later on. That was kind of a theme overall. The O-lines today were pretty much shit in week one of the NFL. Absolutely. And I think we expect that we expect sloppy play week one. And we definitely saw it. Definitely saw it in multitude of games today. I will say this about the Rams. They looked very, I don't think the right word is undynamic, but less dynamic, much less dynamic than they have been in the past. Limp. And limp didn't seem to utilize all the proper weapons on for that. I'm not going to highlight anyone because I think we're going to do it later in the show. So I think we should just move on to Sunday games. Sunday, week one, we had a crazy slate of rosters. A great slate of games. So many fun games. So many boring games at that. Shockers. And quite frankly, shit we saw coming on. Now, what I will say here, let's start it off with week one, and let's start it off with our hard knocks favorite, the Detroit Football Lions. I'm going to say that all year. Yeah, (laughs) Detroit Football Lions taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. They fall 38-35. Philly gets the win week one. And, you know, this was a game that showed a lot of what Dan Campbell wears on his hat every day. Grit. So much grit, dude. So much grit. Amon Ross St. Brown was carrying this fucking team. He's got a five-game streak of getting eight receptions and a touchdown. Uh, Absolutely nuts. Also, DeAndre Swift looking really good. But let's just be honest. There was no defense on either side of the field today uh, in this game. And I don't know if if it was maybe like uh, Philadelphia's like preseason game plan because they they didn't play any of their starters at all during the preseason. Mm-hmm. They, they were afraid of injury, and guess what? It worked. They didn't lose anyone to injury in any of the preseason games. None of their starters, rather. Um, but none of the defensive players could tackle for shit, and uh, you kind of saw that a little bit. 
on the uh, Detroit Lions as well. But this was this was a wild game. AJ Brown coming in huge. Are you about ready to give some credit to my boy Jalen Hurts? I will say uh, he looked a little bit more comfortable at quarterback today. Uh, he had a couple of options where you knew, yeah, he's just going to take off and run. He, that was his game. But when you look at what Philly does on the ground and how they are able to incorporate not one, not two, but you know, four or five guys in a running offense, it's kind of remarkable what they can do. They had four guys get a rushing touchdown today. Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott. All of them got a touchdown today. Two guys over 90 yards as well. 455 total yards. I mean, Jesus Christ. It was a great, great effort out of Philadelphia for sure. And out of Detroit for that matter too. Like you said, great game from DeAndre Swift. Looks like they're about ready to trust him with that number one role completely. You remember last year... He had the drop touchdown in week one. Oh, yeah. Where he could have won the game pretty much. Uh, much better performance out of him week one. Even getting a couple of guys like DJ Chark. You know, he he comes in. It's his first game as a Detroit Lion. You don't know what you're going to get with him. I think we had highlighted him as a pretty good pickup this offseason yeah. for the Lions. Sneaky. Sneaky, for sure. Great way to put it. Dude. Uh, this was just an offensive onslaught. Philadelphia, four different players rush for a touchdown in the same game for the first time since 1961. Holy shit. And look, this is all just complimenting the Eagles right now. The Lions did a pretty damn good job. I, I, I said, I think the Lions can be playoff, uh, a playoff team. Well, Philly actually had a lot of hype coming into the new defense they had revamped too. So for for the Lions to pretty much go tit for tat with them and then bring on a really strong second half, uh, especially fourth quarter, to get them back in this game, I don't think there's a lot you can look at as a Lions fan and be too upset with because you were seen as the inferior opponent coming into today. And for... A playoff team last year, you got to feel pretty good if you're Detroit, I think. Next, let's go to probably upset of the week right now. The Chicago Bears, if you didn't see the field conditions, um, it was raining crazy in the Midwest today. Yeah. And specifically over the areas of Chicago, Southeast Wisconsin. Milwaukee has had uh, two and a half months of rainfall just today alone. That's not a, fa- that's not a false statement. Uh, literally uh, in Racine, I know at least, a little bit south of where we stay, seven inches of rain. And I just drove three hours through it. It was exhilarating isn't the right word because I was terrified the entire time and it had no sign, no sign of showing up at all. But Chicago may have used this to their advantage. They shock San Francisco 19 to 10. Is there a bigger upset this week? Uh, no, 
I don't no, think I there don't is. Think so. I, 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 mean, I know there's games where maybe we saw an upset, but I think this is the biggest one you'll see all week. This might be the biggest shock. Right. But we'll, I, we'll talk about that real soon. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if there's a bigger upset. Uh, I, I don't know if the 49ers were ready for anything but sunny weather. I, I, and I, I mean that. They were so befuddled by the the weather conditions and the fact that they can't, could not hold on to a ball. They could not find any footing on the absolutely terrible terrain that is Soldier Field. And just like uh, Justin Fields and the Bears, who are used to playing in shit, uh, they found a way to win. Yeah, today because of that. And congrats to them for finding that way to win because this is a huge win for Chicago. This is momentum. Momentum for sure. Now, how alarmed are you as a San Francisco person when seeing Justin Fields outplay Trey Lance? He really did outmanage the game. He, you know, I I you know 121 yards in the box score doesn't look great. He got sacked quite a bit. You know, he's still holding on to the ball for a long time. But as a Chicago fan, you have to feel like this is a step forward from anything you saw last year from Justin Fields. And to go out and ball out against Trey Lance, like good for you, Chicago. That's that's the quarterback that you're worried about. And now you got a guy who's going right up there with him as well, too. Bears fans should feel really good what they saw. I thought Fields looked pretty damn good it looked like he was having fun out there 49ers fans should not be feeling worried though i actually thought trey lance did everything he fucking could to keep the niners in this game honestly it looked like every other piece of the 49ers uh both offense and defense was getting stifled really the big worry should be the potentially season-ending injury to Elijah Mitchell. Yes. That's what they should be worried about because that means Debo is going to be used in a in a way, way that he should not be used in. And Eli Mitchell last year, we saw the same thing. A guy who, uh, he, he was an undrafted guy, I think, or maybe very late draft day pick, like a sixth round, something like that. Really rose onto the scene last year, helped them out a lot, got hurt. Now, they lose him for probably the entire year in week one. And like you said, what does that open up for Debo Samuel? And I don't think Debo is better at running back than he is at receiver. No, Even though today might not have shown the whole story. Debo struggled today, too. He had one of the biggest blunders having that uh, fumble inside the 49, uh, sorry, the Bears uh, 20-yard line. I mean, that's that's brutal, man. That that right there just kills momentum for a team, and it makes you look kind of like a chump. (laughs) Sorry. I, I have no more to say for this one. Yeah, go ahead. Biggest upset of the week for sure. This one, though, coming as a surprise as well. We had a great game in Cincinnati. Defending champs, Bengals taking on the Mitch Trubisky-led Steelers. A barn burner. Joe Burrow looked really rough in the first four turnovers in the first half. Five altogether. Bengals kind of figure it out. Bring on a storm. 
And then one of the craziest plays at the end of regulation, blocking a field goal. And then the Steelers coming out on top, 23-20 to over the Bengals. I think this is a pretty shocking game too. But the Steelers defense, looking like the Steelers defense, losing maybe a huge piece. TJ Watt looks yeah. like he's got a torn peck. He came off the field shouting, I have a torn peck. I tore my peck. Like he he was actively saying that as uh as he was limping off the field, man. Like this was this was wild. Um Minka Fitzpatrick, though, yeah, you know, we people were saying that TJ Watt was looking uh making a case for defensive player of the year. Well, then he went down with a torn peck, and then Minka Fitzpatrick came right back in to take his spot. And that dude played out of his goddamn mind. He got a, uh, I believe he was the one with the pick six. Yep. Pick six. And on top of that, he was the guy that blocked the field goal at the end. Minka Fitzpatrick, what was it? Two, not, three, not field goal. Sorry. Uh, PAT. The three, I think he was three years ago now, maybe four. Traded for the first round pick with Miami. Best steal of a pick ever for Pittsburgh. All of it worth the first round pick since Minka has been there. He is a dynamic playmaker, a guy who can change up the defense. One of the best safeties in the league right now. And like you said, a monster game out of him. 10 tackles to pick six, blocking a kick. What more can you do in a game as a guy on the defensive side of the ball to try to take over a huge win for the Steelers. Definitely a little concerning as a Bengals fan right now to start it off, but I think you got to look at the second half of this game, realize it was kind of figuring itself out, but you just were way too far back. The O-line that the Bengals so tried to revamp not a great first showing either. No, um, but that's that's what week one is all about, man. Week one is finding yourself as a team, uh, you know, developing that chemistry, and to be completely honest, having a fuck ton of overreactions throughout the entirety of the, the rest of the season. You're going to look at week one and think like, oh no, now uh, the, the Bengals lost. Uh, they're they're not going anywhere. They're done for the year. They're going to have a top five pick again. We suck. Well, you know, that's not true. They might, they might make it back. You still got a young quarterback that is going to figure it out. Um, don't worry so much. Uh, Cincinnati played pretty damn well in the second half and nearly won the game but uh do you do you think like the biggest x factor was having that injury to their long snapper i i guess clark harris wasn't playing man it 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 matters it matters when until it doesn't right it it matters when it happens in the moment shit like that you don't think of you don't realize how important it is but they're what makes the team go right at the end of the day. Some of those guys that are glue pieces. Now looking at Mitch Trubisky in this game, I mean, they trusted him a lot. They did not run the ball all that much in the game. Pittsburgh. That is 
38 passes week one for Mitch Trubisky. Doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, he That's all he needs to do, man. Throws the touchdown. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's what you need out of Mitch Trubisky, I think, right there. And the Steelers are a team who is very confident in the rest of their supporting cast around their quarterback. That's why they don't have their first overall pick starting the games, right? Or first round pick, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Next, we move on to a divisional game. We have Bill Belichick's New England Patriots falling to the Miami Dolphins in quite convincing fashion today. 20 to 7 the final score in Miami. Bill Belichick, Mac Jones lose week one. This one was pretty surprising to me as well. I wouldn't call it an upset. It's maybe my surprise. Definitely not an upset. I had the Dolphins winning. You did. And I thought they would do it in pretty convincing fashion. Um, I, I think like the biggest thing is the impact of fucking Tyreek Hill, man. Tyreek Hill you had said it that he would might be a dark horse like offensive player of the year MVP type candidate and man he came out swinging he was nuts uh he had 12 looks from Tua and led the team with 94 receiving yards damn Jalen Waddle also had a pretty good day too 42 with a touchdown uh sorry 42 yard touchdown uh dude this Dolphins team is looking hot. I, I don't hate him. And if Tua can play how he does today, uh, again, 270 yards, not turning the ball over, just the one touchdown. But the defense looked pretty legit, and that's what we knew about Miami. They were going to have a defense that's very strong secondary when they have a weak quarterback like that. They have some very athletic quarter uh, linebackers as well. I like Miami's young defense. They got a core that they're trying to build around. And they did give Tyreek Hill a little bit of a chance to run the ball. Didn't do it a lot. I get it. But be on the lookout for that. Like I said, he's going to be a dynamic weapon in that Miami offense. I'm pretty surprised the the egg that was laid from New England, though. Because... It's it's hard for me. It was a pretty good day for these rookie head coaches, by the way, too. To have a coach like Mike McDaniel, who we are confident in and we thought could absolutely turn some heads in his first year, to come out that much more prepared than Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time, no arguing that anymore, I think. It's really impressive to me, honestly, with this Miami team. They are pretty new with each other, still building some chemistry. Obviously, the new head coach. To come out here against a Patriots team that's virtually the same as last year and playoff team, very impressive to me. I uh, I think Mike McDaniel is going to, again, make a push with these Dolphins for a playoff berth. Coach of the year candidate. Week one. Ooh, you feeling it? Week one. I'm calling it. Okay. Well, he's not going to win it, but I, I know who will <laughs> win it. But I'll be candidate. Revenge game number one right here. Browns. Panthers. Booyah. What a game this was. And 
it looked like Cleveland was all over it. They were in the beginning. And then the Baker Mayfield fuck you tour begins. Okay. And he did everything in his power to try to win this game for his Carolina Panthers. This is Baker Mayfield's Carolina Panthers. Oh now, man. You're for giving, sure. Gifting him. hundred percent has to be falling on a last second field goal to your rival has to be a real brutal, real brutal week one for Baker. But I think he really helped out his case as to why he needed another shot. They were not helping him out. O-line looked really rough for Carolina. Did I not call that? They yeah, they did look rough. They looked pretty bad. I, you know what? I, I And I'll say, you know, we talked about uh, Mitch Trubisky. Jacoby Brissett did the exact same thing. Dude went out there, didn't give up any turnovers, and played confidently, right? He didn't... Uh, I, I shouldn't even say that. I would say he was calm. He was calm, cool, and collected, man. He didn't. Uh, he did what he needed to do. Let Kareem Hunt absolutely truck this uh, uh, Panthers defense. What, what did he end up with? Like 200 yards? No, uh, Chubb had the big day. Kareem Chubb. Hunt uh, did actually vulture some touchdowns, though. Uh, I think he had one in the air and the ground. Yes, he did. Was it like 214 rushing yards, right? As Total. a team, they, yeah, yeah. they did that's what get over 200 yards, yes. Yeah, um, they were nuts. They were nuts today. And that's what this Browns team is going to need to do is just run it a bunch until you know you feel like it's time to throw to Amari Cooper. Okay, I can get behind that. Now I got a, a question for this game. Browns, they probably think they are miles better than Carolina. And... With Jacoby Brissett, they still probably are a better team. I can go behind. I can get behind that. If you're Cleveland, I know you spent a lot of money on Deshaun this year. If Jacoby Brissett has, let's say, let's say best case scenario. Let's just play hypothetical here. Jacoby Brissett's nine and two. Do you take him out? I, I you know what? I was wondering the exact same thing i mean you know if he's six and five okay take him out sure seven and four we're getting interesting right eight and three and up i mean if this team did that well do you take out the quarterback of the team i don't think you do well you know what i think there's a lot of people in cleveland not just uh fans or anything i'm talking about players that don't want deshaun there I can see why. I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I could, I get that. And that's what I'm wondering for a chemistry thing. If the team is moving well and performing at a high level, do, do you flirt with the idea of keeping Jacoby Brissett? Man, you know, I don't think it's a bad idea, dude. I don't because hear me out. You let Deshaun die down the heat for Deshaun Watson go away over the year if you decide to sit him not only are you keeping your fans or like I would say the entire NFL fan base off of him you're you're also winning you bring him in as needed now I'm sure any type of (laughs) analysis uh, analyst 
uh, experts would say we're fucking crazy. But if Jacoby Brissett is doing it for your team, man, why take out the hot hand? Exactly. I'm only playing hypotheticals here. And like I said, if he's anywhere six and five or lower, there's no discussion. You'll take him out. I get it. Okay. You'll want to at least try to spark something up on a playoff run. If they're not in a playoff contention spot, they're two and seven or two and nine rather when it happens, maybe there's another case to just not play Deshaun, right? Well, and here's the thing too. If this is the way that they play, which is relying on their two stud running backs, bringing in Deshaun is not going to continue that at all. Deshaun's going to want to throw. That's what Deshaun is known for. Um, Man, I I don't know. I really don't know what you do. Uh, I will say one last shout out. Uh, We got the the highlights going. Watch this referee as Cade York kicks the game-winning field goal. Uh, Where is he? He definitely waves it off. You see that shit? Yeah, dumbass does not realize like, oh, nope, that's in. Womp, tittle, womp, womp. Dave's biggest surprise of the week. And yeah. well, this is maybe, gotta be a, the biggest surprise overall. Let's just give a brief moment of silence for our cousin Michael, who listens every week. Ready? We'll do that right now. Okay, thank you. That's all you're getting. Colts, Texans, and the sad, sad Colts. Um we're down 20 to three at one point in this game against Houston able to come back, work it up force overtime. We saw a lot of overtime in week one. Yeah. Free football, baby. And nothing happened in overtime. And we have our first tie of the year already week one, get it out of the way, a divisional game. So they always play tougher, right? Okay. Sounds good. The Colts, tie the Texans and woof this Matt Ryan experiment uh off to a great start as you can <laughs> see right here he, he didn't play all that bad in fact looking at the game now I I will admit I didn't watch most of these games I was attending a game this week so I was pretty occupied Matt Ryan whenever we checked in seemed to be balling Okay, and he finished with a lot of, uh, you know, they let him throw the ball 50 times today, 350 yards, but couldn't really finish the job today. Finds the end zone one time. Pittman has a huge day. He looks like he's their number one now. They're pretty confident in that. No surprise there. And Jonathan Taylor's in his bag. That's just another thing. Here, Watch out for that one, MVP candidate. Everyone's on that, though. Uh, where... Do you begin with this team? Are you is is the Texans team supposed to be overly excited, or are the Colts supposed to be holy shit? We got to rework this all now that we thought we needed to do for Week One. The because <sighs> Davis Mills is just quietly putting on a very casually good start to his career, career. Yeah. yeah just career yeah, just, in itself man. He, he continues to be not as bad as we all think he's going to be and in fact pretty serviceable yeah this is 
This is pretty wild on how Davis Mills is quietly becoming the best rookie quarterback of last year's class. Ooh. I said quietly. Ooh. Uh, look, uh, I'm say what you want. Davis Mills doesn't really Chicago have, has entered the chat. It doesn't really have like bad games. He is uh, above average, right? I think for the first pick of the third round, you're pretty okay with what you've gotten out of Davis Mills so far. Yeah. Um, now, I-, I will say Texans football was almost perfect for three three quarters. And then, you know, the fourth quarter, Lovey Smith did, did his thing and decided to fuck it up for you. Um, but, man, uh, this, this, this is a deflating... Tie. tie yes i don't know how to feel about the colts going forward now oof like that after week one this is the texans team man you should have beat them for sure for sure but there's we're lovey smith guys lovey smith's beard all of that first team all beard but i don't know if how the the Colts collect themselves after this. This is going to linger in their memory the entire season. Every fan is going to think about it. And it, it might have been nice seeing them uh, fight back from a 20-3 to 3 deficit. But, Christ, you should have beat this team, dude. Especially in the fucking uh, overtime and especially when you have fucking the best looking kicker in the league with Rodrigo Blankenship. Yeah. Yeah. Big Lego guy. The whole segment on him and his Lego collection. He not looks, a surprise at all. He looks like Mike McDaniel if he decided to suit up for the NFL. Mm, love that. Love that. That's 100% correct. They're both like super nerds too on top of it. So... I'm all in on that. Yeah, the Colts, man. You better figure it out. Figure it out. One of my better locks of the week. Yeah, not mine. Baltimore and New York. We saw another revenge game. Zach Wilson's not playing. I didn't miss a revenge game along the way, did I? Uh, Doesn't look like it, right? No, I don't think so. No. You're good. Joe Flacco coming in for relief, which, by the way, Joe Flacco wearing number 19 just doesn't look right. So weird. Very odd. I'm not a fan of it at all. I will tell you, if I knew, because I don't think we knew that Joe Flacco was starting this game when we made our picks, did we? Um, Maybe not. I don't think so. I would not have picked the fucking Jets to win. If I knew Joe Flacco was going to be starting. Now, if I told you Joe Flacco was going to start and I told you Joe Flacco was going to throw 60 passes this game, did you think that was going to be possible too? (laughs) Joe Flacco goes for 300. And I think whoever number five is on New York should have to secede their number to Joe Flacco because it's a little disrespectful in my eyes too, that he doesn't get his number unless he wanted to be 19. Maybe. But Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, the recent turn downy of 
the $250 million contract. Yeah, what was it, like 160 to 180 guaranteed he turned down? Betting on himself. Betting on himself. And you know what was really interesting about this, too, is that Lamar seemed to really bet on his throwing today, on his passing ability, didn't want to run the ball too much, 17 yards on the ground only, hung in there on the pocket. Defense did a great job for him today. Obviously, manhandled uh, the New York Jets offense, which I don't know if you saw Joe Flacco make a tackle today, but good on him for doing that as well, (laughs) too. Uh, You have to throw an interception in order to do that. But he did make a tackle, and Lamar Jackson comes in, and pretty much does his thing, okay? I, I'm i telling you, I'm really high on this Ravens team that was hurt all last year. It showed today. I get it. It's the Jets. Don't get too excited. But absolutely get a little bit excited because Lamar Jackson's ready to play this year. Yeah, Lamar Jackson uh, kind of threw up a big middle finger at me. I thought he was going to have a rough game uh, that did not happen. Uh, do you want to know who number five is on the Jets, by the way? Mm-hmm. Mike White. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, Mike he's White gets keep that to shit. keep number five. He's, yeah, don't, yeah. don't Sorry, diss Joe. the legacy Sorry. that is Mike White. I was thinking about it, but no, he can't. He can't get it. It's Mike White's number. Yeah, but players like Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, just going off for uh, some, some fucking yardage, too. You know, we kind of talked about the Ravens and how, you know, do they have any offensive weapons outside of Lamar? Well, it sure looks like they might have some wide receivers, dude. They seem to play and are going to be ready. Uh, I will say crisp look though, from the jets today, they look fucking classic. Mm. And those whites, those Mike whites, (laughs) Jaguars, commanders, before I tell you the score, Dave, do we owe an apology to Carson Wentz? Absolutely not. No? No. It's the goddamn Jaguars, dude. Relax. It is a weird, weird stat line from Carson Wentz. Because in some aspects, he looks like Carson Wentz. And in other aspects, he looks, looks like, like old Carson old Wentz. Old Carson Wentz. <laughs> a big day for the commander quarterback. A new addition part of this quarterback turnover we saw last year Carson Wentz four touchdown passes and 300 yards for the guy on his day did turn the ball over a little bit but had some faith in his Washington commander deep first game as the commanders right am I yeah. mistaking so yeah. they are one and oh as the commanders since that and the Jaguars fall 22-28. This was a very winnable game for Jacksonville. Uh, they kind of gave it away in the fourth. They had an opportunity to maybe take the lead at some points in this game. James Robinson looks like he's still the same reliable self. He's the new Frank Gore. James Robinson, by the way, he might be in the league 15 years just getting the yards he needs to get for his, whatever team he plays for. Cause he's definitely going to be gone from Jacksonville. They do not appreciate him as they should, but I would take James Robinson on my team any day of the week. Trevor Lawrence comes out first game of the sophomore season, not like the number one overall pick, but not like the Trevor Lawrence we saw last season. I would say either 
Where Christian do, Kirk looked good too. I was just gonna say, if we're gonna start somewhere with this Jacksonville team, it's that you got your number one guy, and you got him some money this off season, and you got him some targets in week one. Got him some action. He goes for over a hundred yards. That's a threshold you're really into if you're paying him the money he's getting. Christian Kirk signing looks good for week one, but I'm really excited about this commander team now and excited. I'm excited because we're big, scary Terry guys. We know, we we know that definitely. And what could Carson Wentz do with maybe some dynamic offense that they got some weapons that are not terrible at receiver, right? Led by scary Terry Curtis Samuel had eight catches today. They wanted to get him involved. Logan Thomas, the former quarterback, and the obviously. rookie, the rookie too, Jahan Dotson, two two touchdown grabs for him. Yeah, talk about a hot first game for a guy. That's awesome. I love seeing that shit. That's all we got on them. Moving on, uh, the New Orleans Saints rookie head coach, another one. They, is, he, is he? No, he's not. Dennis Allen, yeah. Didn't he coach for the Raiders? Uh, did he? I want to say he did. Look that up then. First right. game with the Saints at least. And Taysom Hill is back. Um, <laughs> he's just never going to escape us. Even when Jameis is clearly the starting quarterback. It's the Taysom Hill show whenever you're in New Orleans. They were in Atlanta now. This is the Battle of the Mercedes, by the way. Pretty sure both of these stadiums are Mercedes-owned or sponsored, at least. So it's like Mercedes-Benz Superdome and then like the Mercedes Battle Hawk Falcon State. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Oakland Raiders, 2012 to 2014. Oh, okay. So I did miss that. That's because the Raiders sucked, but that's fair enough. Taysom Hill goes for 80 yards on the ground on just four carries, and they kept doing that direct snap bullshit to him. He ends up taking one in. Jameis looked really good. Two touchdowns, no picks. I mean, that's a stat line for success with Jameis. No, Jameis almost fucked it up for this team. Well, that's also what you get with Jameis as well, too. It's it's the excitement level. did Did you see or hear about the... Like the weird intentional grounding penalty at the end of the game. Mm -mm. So uh, Will Lutz put it through the goddamn uh, uprights to win it. I think 51 yard kick, something like that. But the only reason why I got to that is because of this weird uh, grounding there. Here, I'm about to bring it up for you. Uh, Yeah. So you had this amazing catch by Jarvis Landry. Uh, who just went out bald for this team today. And as they were coming up, I think what they were trying to do was like uh, place the uh, place the ball properly and field it up. But he hiked it before that. So this is where the penalties come from. Ends up being intentional grounding on Winston. Uh, the clock was not running when he spiked the ball. Mm. Yeah. So why is that intentional grounding and not delay of game? Look, I, I don't know the rules, man. You, you you think I know what the rules are? First of all, uh, another thing I didn't bring up in the fucking Bears game is when the they got they got penalized 
for getting uh, uh, water off the field in their spot. One of, one of the players did. I can't remember if it was uh, if it was a running back or what. They they got a a fucking penalty for that because it was um, like adjusting the field. Mm. So penalties were in full flux today with stupidity. But yeah, Will Lutz coming in clutch with a big kick, and I, look, I said Marcus Mariota wasn't so bad he wasn't he wasn't so bad and this falcons team was winning with a minute left to go in this game so how upset could you be what did i tell you about cordero cordero yeah patterson in his quest to be six-week mvp i mean he does it he, he just does it now 120 yards and a touchdown dude had a catch, um, a couple catches too, rather a few outside the backfield as well. They um, th- shout out to Zach Bond on the last play of the game, getting the tackle too. Played against him in college, or uh, nope, I didn't play in college. Played against him in high school. Went to the same college as him. That's for sure. And I think the last thing I'll highlight for the Saints. You got to feel good Michael Thomas is back now, too. Getting in the end zone a couple times as well. Guy missed last year completely. You didn't even know if he wanted to play for your team. Sure looks like he's fitting in. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Okay with Jameis. Okay, next game we're going to skip completely. Packers-Vikings, they lose. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. I left for Rochester, Minnesota on Friday. Stayed in a hotel over there for a couple nights. Had a great weekend. The plan was then to go to Minneapolis on Sunday, which is yesterday, now that you're listening to this. And watch Green Bay go into the U.S. Bank Stadium and hopefully win a game. And, oh my God, how wrong that could have been. Do we have to get nervous about Matt LaFleur week one prep now? Because I think this is... No, this is not on This is not on LaFleur. This is not on LaFleur. This is more on Rodgers. Rodgers not doing shit with a bunch of rookie wide receivers, wide receivers that he has no chemistry with. He should have been there more, should have uh, just worked with them. I get it. You're old, Rogers, But th- the one well, that, that you... really developed shit was Jordan Love. Um, and now I'm not super worried. It's been one game. This is what I was talking about with week one overreactions people are going to look at this and be like oh my god you know relax r-e-l-a-x people uh to quote one aaron Rodgers, i called this game almost perfectly though i i swear to god i said justin jefferson is going to eat this team alive today what did he end up with 180 184 yards i believe to be exact so there is a couple things about this game number one if 
Christian Watson doesn't just drop the first pass of his career that ends up right in his hands. This is a completely different game from the jump. It was the first play of the game. Um, Well, of the Packers' possession. Sorry, they didn't start with the ball. I watched the whole thing. I would know, okay? And it fell right into his fucking hands, man. I mean, Aaron absolutely dotted him up first play of the game, and he torched Pat Pete. It was a great play from him, and nothing amounted from it. You got to move on from that. And then you go and watch what the Vikings can do on offense. And here's the other takeaway I get from it now, too. (coughs) (coughs) Takeaway that I got from this. Darnell Savage, 100% is a liability on our team. He's not He's not it. I'm going to call him burnt toast straight up right now. Oh, God. Is- Watching this fucking highlight right here is really su- oh just painful as well. <laughs> because for them to not get in here, also very crucial. Yeah, uh, fourth and goal play stand uh, in the second quarter mm. was brutal. I will tell you right now, though, that was the wrong play. Right off the rip, I that was such a bad play. They should have ran play action. Holy shit, bad. And then the last thing I think I will take away, uh, well, two more things. Both go to Minnesota on this one. Number one, uh, Justin Jefferson's going to be on his Cooper Cup shit this year. Yeah. Uh, the entire year. This is going to happen to everyone, and the Packers are just the first wave on it. I'm going to go, I'm going to, hot take it out on to no cap recap here justin jefferson he's gonna put himself into the top two wide receiver category this year it's gonna be him and cooper cup all year it's gonna be the same offense we saw it with o'connell it was exactly what cooper cup was doing last year with those streak routes just across the field what they do with tyreek hill now as well it's what they were doing with justin jefferson and shame, shame on Green Bay for having Jair Alexander cover Adam Thielen for the first half of this fucking game. It was more than than just the first half, dude. There like, was a play where Justin Jefferson caught like this little fade or not fade, uh, flat route kind of thing off to the side, and Preston Smith's covering him, and I wanted to just about walk out of the stadium at that moment right there. And again, I don't think you got to be too hurt. Justin Jefferson's going to do this all year. I'm going to say that right now. I saw it today. He's going to do this all year. Uh, The O-line of Green Bay looked particularly rough as well. And then losing John Runyon to a concussion uh, definitely made it worse. We got beta cucked out of this game as well, too, because... This was not the team I originally thought they were going into Minnesota with as well. I didn't I wasn't very optimistic about Bakhtiari when we made the pick, but throughout the week it sure looked like we were gonna have him. Elton Jenkins again maybe could have played week one, then was looking really good to get him. And then the number one receiver option, Alan Lazard, doesn't get the play now. And Aaron he was just playing fuck it and chuck it. Um yeah, he, he looked very non-methodical. He was trying to make too much happen. Matt LaFleur 
realizing he needs to run the ball after they're down by 17 points. Congrats. You know, again, this is a running team and they don't know it. And I really hate that as well. Aaron Rodgers also doing his bullshit where he holds on to the ball way too long, far too long, way too long. Get it out of your goddamn hands. I'm not worried though. They're going to figure it out. They didn't have uh, enough of a game. And uh, you know, you started to see little glimpses of hope uh, in the second half. It wasn't by much, but uh, I'm thinking they'll be fine. I'm still feeling fairly confident on my 13 and four prediction for the season. They'll figure it out, man. Don't worry. I, one more thing. One more thing. Fuck you, Zadarius Smith. Is there anyone more fucking annoying in the NFL now? I'm sorry. That that one really just irks me. He like we don't care. We don't care that you left. He's salty as fuck. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> oh god. Drove back five hours to record this fucking episode with Zadarius Smith talking the whole time. Giants take on the Titans. <laughs> And maybe upset number two of the week. Giants fight back in this one. Pull out the one point win over the defending AFC South champions. Does that mean that the Colts and Texans are tied with a tie for first place? Wow, that's gross. (laughs) Danny Dimes leads this New York team into Tennessee, mind you, on top of that, and pulls out a one-point victory. Dude, Brian Dable wasn't fucking around, dude. He came out, and he was trying to make this uh, this Giants team have a statement game. They uh, went absolutely nuts. They went for two and got it on a Saquon Barkley, who uh, didn't get hurt. Ooh. Shock of the century. That's, the, that's like... And... Had a really big day for yeah. them as well. I am surprised. Good for you, Saquon. I'm normally you're uh, disappointing me by shattering a kneecap or something. Uh, yeah, it's it's looking like the Giants uh, have stuff to prove, and I think Brian Dable is uh, going to be pretty damn good for this team. Definitely a good first start. Defense looked like they were on the same page. Daniel Jones not having to do a lot is what you're expecting. I mean, there was definitely times where Daniel Jones looked like Daniel Jones. And I still full-on believe Tyrod Taylor will be starting at some point this season. I think that's in the near future. But not right now. Jones looks pretty good. Completes, I mean, 80% 80 of his passes. uh, Throws a pick. But this was the Saquon Barkley comeback tour game. Good for him. He's back in. I'm really wondering what they're going to do with Kadarius Tony in this team. Didn't get a catch today. Uh, used him well, a little bit running injured? the ball. No, he, he did come in to run the ball a few times. Um, and, and that's because he's a great guy with a plate with the ball in his hands. That's what they want, right? But... He was their first round pick, so try to get a little more dynamicy with him. If Saquon Barkley is going to go for 160, they don't really have to worry about it. But I don't think that's, I you know, this is a Titans team that was pretty respected on their run game. Uh, maybe Saquon's back. Maybe. 
I uh, I can't tell you what's going to happen, but I you know I looked a little bit into the coming weeks, and if the Giants kind of play like they did today, I might actually pick them to win some games. Mm. I know, as I said, I would never do that this season. I'm already changing my tone a little bit. Fuck me. I might cry in this one. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders. God damn it. They play the Chargers and they lose. Okay, they do. Don't worry about that. They came out really flat in the first. And this Chargers offense did what we thought they were going to do. They, they Herbert with that the ball around. MVP game. Uh, Justin Herbert finding a lot of different guys today. How many different receivers? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different guys catching the ball today for Justin Herbert. Finds three different guys in the end zone as well today. What what was that? I hit okay to when I was setting up the next highlight. Mm. I hate doing this. I've done it like three times today. Sorry, sorry. I uh <laughs> I don't know why it was weird on my end, so I made you do it. But Devontae Adams' new debut game with his boy Derek Carr, he showed up. 10 catches, 141 yards, finds the end zone as well. This is really sad when you see a performance out of the receivers that we had today and Devontae Adams just balling out like we knew he would, like we knew he would. Uh, Wasn't enough, and this Chargers defense, man, Oh, boy. Hey, you didn't hit the siren. <laughs> Khalil Mack revenge game. Ooh, like a like a late revenge game, too. Like a second, like a yeah, yeah, second it, cousin a revenge it's, game. It's been a minute. It's but... a, a once removed revenge game. Once a revenge game, always a revenge game. And Khalil Mack showed up today. Three sacks, dude. He was balling out. You had offensive player of the year candidates on both sides of the field for the Chargers, man. Holy shit. We 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 picked them to be a great team for this reason alone. Justin Herbert. And he starts his MVP candidacy very well. Big win over the Raiders. This is going to be a tough division. And the Raiders, the Chargers are seen as a perennial Super Bowl contending team for years to come now with Herbert on the team and the Raiders played them really well today and a little bit less sloppy football we have a completely different result today so I think you got to feel better if you're the Vegas Raiders you know the Devontae Adams trade was worth it I knew it was going to be for you guys Uh, he's the best receiver in the NFL for a reason I Really love to root for the Chargers, though. And I really love to root for Justin Herbert. This is a big win for the Chargers. Um, this has nothing to do with the game itself, but I have the uh, week one uh, grades from CBSSports.com. Chargers, at the end of it, they have Bolts Nation. Let's ride. <laughs> Gross. Last three o'clock game today we're gonna talk about the ass kicking that was the, the only the only 21 pointer right yeah we fucked it up big time on these 21 pointers today. listen 
Listen, this AFC West that everyone was so excited for and all these new teams getting better, quarterback powerhouse of a division, it still runs through fucking Kansas City. It absolutely does. They go up against the Arizona Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins lists Arizona Cardinals, obviously missing the first six games of the year. And Pat Mahomes balls out. He has nine incompletions. He has five touchdowns. Why not? He's Tutties. Patrick fucking Mahomes. And Travis Kelsey takes over that number one duty pretty well. As soon as Tyreek Hill leaves, Travis Kelsey now has the opportunity to continue to ball out. Eight catches, 121 yards, the touchdown. Juju getting involved. Holy shit, an MVS 4 for 44 stat line would have been great on Green Bay today. <laughs> but $12 million, I get it. We're not trying to do that. And the defense, you know, to control Kyler Murray, I understand the offense not as dynamic and as open as Arizona wants it to be. But very nice showing from Kansas City to play another playoff team and pretty much pick up right where they've left off the last four years with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Travis Kelsey, I don't know if you mentioned him. Uh, Clyde's Edwards Hilaire got two fucking touchdowns. I mean, if they're able to get touchdowns outside of just the passing game, fuck. Good luck, man. Uh, This is going to be one scary offense. And uh, shocker, the Arizona Cardinals didn't do anything impressive. I'm not surprised. Uh, they're they're going to be in for a rough season. You got to sound the backup alarm, though. I don't know which one that is. Um, let's go with this one. Oh, not that. Not that. Oh. oh, what? I thought that was a different siren. Never mind. How about, how about this one? Yeah, that's better. That's better. That's better. <laughs> Trace McSorley coming in, uh, throw it on a dime. He's wearing number nine. Trace, Trace McSorley. McSorley. What a fucking name. Um, but they get whooped, and Kansas City is Super Bowl bound at some point. Sunday night football, Tom Brady, Dallas Cowboys. Never lost to the Cowboys in his entire career. He continues that today. Buccaneers win 19-3, to although the biggest story coming from this game... Backup alert! Cooper Rush got in. No, no. Dak Prescott, hand injury, gonna need surgery. We're gonna see Cooper Rush for a couple weeks. Here. Oh, yes, dude. That gets our NFL boners so hard. I'm gonna tell you something right now. Mike McCarthy might not make it this season. Oh, God. He's the entire have, year. He's going to have another year, another uh, uh, career ending, like in the middle of the season stint. The team isn't what it should be. It, they, no. They're too cute with this Mike McCarthy stuff. And again, I refer back to my previous statements how is Dak Prescott better than Kirk Cousins? Because prove it to me. Prove it to me yeah. if he is. I don't, I'm not ready to say that. I, mean, I, I, thought, I, th- I thought Dak Prescott did some decent work 
uh, in this game. I mean, we, like I said, we got the highlights going right now. Look at these passes, man. He actually looks pretty solid. Well, okay, not that one. but <laughs> like, This was literally on a missed pass after he just did like three straight completions on this highlight reel. Um, I, I was feeling good uh, about this game for the Cowboys, and I was just wrong. I apologize. And I say this apology to Tom Brady directly. I am so sorry. Also, I'm sorry, Leonard Fournette. I thought you were going to be a bum. And what what did he go for? Like 128, I think? Uh, yeah, 127. What the oh, shit? Fuckity fuck, dude. Where did that come from? I thought he was going to be a washed up, like, towel bench rat. Yeah, that didn't happen. Um, look, I, I'm not going to mince words. Both of us. We're pretty ass on our selections this week um, in in just multitudes of categories. I mean, that's to be expected week one. Sure. It's kind of crap shooting. Figure out uh, these things. But this one is probably one of my biggest surprises. I realized that it was like a close game and we have ones like, uh, you know, the 49ers Bears loss. But honestly, I thought Dallas was going to be a lot better today. I think I picked Tampa in this game, right? You did. Okay. You did. Um, do you have a – well, go ahead. Hit that. Do you have uh, our results? I do. Uh, now, even though we were ass, I am still in front. Of fucking course you are. But only by one. So it's not all that bad. So don't don't feel like so bad. Uh, I am 7, 8, and 1 – uh, and you are six, nine, and one. Nice. Because of the Colts Texans tie. Yeah. I mean, we can't do anything about that. Yeah, that's a tie. But uh, it, now, the reason why that is that uh, you might be wondering why well, there's only 15 games uh, between Sunday and uh, Thursday and Sunday. Uh, well, one, we don't do Monday games because we can't re- uh, recap that. Sorry. So we make that up with our 21 point. Uh, guess if that team wins, but uh, and and beats them by twenty one points, that's a two point win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two W's. If they win and not score that twenty one points, it's one win, one loss. And if they lose, uh, then it's two losses. So that's where that all kind of comes in. Was Baltimore my twenty one pointer, or was Col- it was Saints? Saints Falcons. Okay, so I luckily saved my one and one. Yes. So you went one and one. Uh, I went one and one as well, but it was oh one and one because I took the tie. Mm, right? Yeah, that's brutal. I yeah. almost picked Baltimore in this one, which wouldn't have mattered anyway, but yeah. it was definitely closer than the other one I picked. And the only one you could have picked this week was Chiefs Cardinals, which I would not have. I wouldn't have even sniffed that. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I am out to an early lead. Uh, to be honest, you did not score a single point in the first six or seven games. Yeah. I That's pretty the, rough. I picked the Rams. I picked the Lions. Picked the Niners. Picked the Bengals. Pats. Did I pick the Panthers? Yes. Really? Wow. That was a bad beat on my part. I don't know why I did that. Uh, and then the tie fucks me. Yeah. But then I was pretty good after that. Uh, yeah. yeah so, uh, did I miss that. a three o'clock game? Oh, Packers. Yeah, we, you fucked that up too. And the Titans. I probably picked the Titans yeah, over the Giants. Did. Fuck me. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll be back.
Don't uh, worry. All right. Uh, it, let's go into our next little segment. It's the stud and dud of the week, man. Stud and dud of the week. Now, you got a stud? I do. I do. And my stud of the week, I'm going to give it to Julio Jones. Oh. And that's because Julio Jones definitely had a little bit of a resurgence today. And while his stats might not say it completely, uh, you know, 69 yards. Nice. That's a pretty good day. Nice. Right there. He also even got a couple rushing attempts out there as well, too. They gave him two carries. Uh, took it for 17 yards, so a little bit of a, a little bit of a mojo there. Uh, you know, it's right around that 85-yard mark for him, and I don't think he did that very much at all last year. He's gonna get to play with Tom Brady. They have uh, Julio Jones lined up to play a lot, and they tried to get him involved quite a bit today. I think Julio Jones is my stud of the week because he needed it my stud without question has to be justin jefferson that man did so much today against what was thought to be a pretty solid uh secondary of the green bay packers i knew justin jefferson was gonna have a big game i did not think he was gonna go for almost 200 fucking yards that is crazy. Honorable mention, Cade York. First career game, four field goals, four for four. Kicks the game winner in the Colts game. Uh, I just didn't want to pick a kicker for my stud of the week. But first career game, pretty good for him. And a dud? Oh, God. Um, I uh, it, it doesn't show up on the stat line, but I want to give it to Darnell Savage. Just absolutely <laughs> burnt all week. And uh, very... Very gross performance. Um, but I will also put this one on Mike Vrabel is what my official answer is because that Giants loss is rough, man. And for a team like Tennessee who has been in the game, in, in the playoff contention for the last few years, you got a much more talented roster there. And Vrabel needs to come out uh, firing better week one. All fair. My dud is going to Joe Burrow. You should have did more. You should have did more for your team. And you came out so fucking cold that you, even though you you kept the game close and it went into overtime, you still could have helped this team win without having to go into that OT. And your first half performance was so detrimental that they were not able to win because of it. I'm going to say that. All right. Okay. Now it's time for the final recap. We're going to have some dramatic music. Tom, take it away. Week one of the no cap recap is just about over. Let's recap the games for you. Thursday night. Bills. 31, Rams, 10. The Bills were awfully horny, while the Rams' offense was rather flaccid. Moving on to Sunday now, we had a lie up. Uh, moving on to Sunday now, we had a lineup that was full of bangers. Starting off with Philadelphia, Lions, Philly takes it 38 
35, but we still love you, Dan. The Lions thought they could win after the opening score, but losing to Jalen hurts. Biggest upset of the week, possibly, in Chicago or soon-to-be Arlington Heights. The Bears take down the Niners 19-10. While it rained on the field, fields rained on the Niners. Big upset, maybe not, the defending Super Bowl champs. Lay an egg. Joe Burrow gets our dud of the week from Dave. They fall to Pittsburgh 23-20. After five turnovers, the Bengals hope to turn over a new leaf. A new AFC East champion maybe in the works. A dominant fashion from the Dolphins today. They take down Bill Belichick and Mac Daddy Jones 20-7. The only real battle here was which is the scummier owner, Robert Kraft or Stephen Ross. Revenge game number one of the week. Panthers, Browns, Baker does all he can. They fall short. Cade York... 26-24. After Jacoby Brissett's performance, who's ready for the QB competition in Cleveland when Deshaun Watson gets back? It may be like kissing your sister, but in this case, it's your very ugly sister. Texans, Colts, 20-20. The only thing more boring than a Colts-Texans game is a Colts-Texans tie. Baltimore, New York Jets, Lamar Jackson out here on his revenge tour handles it pretty convincingly. They take down Joe Flacco in his revenge game, 24-9. Lamar to his wide receivers is duber nasty. (laughs) Oh, God. You fucked me up on the rest of this now. Carson Wentz. Is he the answer in Washington? We don't even know the name of the team. We're getting used to it still. 1-0 since being the Commanders. They take down Trevor Lawrence in the sophomore season. 28-22. Instead of shitting on their fans, the Commanders shit on the Jags. Once you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. That's not the case in New Orleans. Taysom Hill leading the charge. Last second field goal by Will Lutz. They take down Atlanta and Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter for their second quarterback, 27-26. The Falcons came so close but end up suffering a Mario tough loss. I'm not going to talk about this next one. Packers lose 7-23. This was all Justin Jefferson today, the trendsetter Jetta. Ooh, I like that one, Dave. Giants, Titans, a very interesting game comes down to the end. Brian Dable, the answer... 21-20. The Giants battle back from a 13 to nothing win. Say quad. <laughs> Raiders, Chargers, Devontae, we miss you already. Wasn't enough though. Justin Herbert starting his 2022 MVP campaign. 24-19. With three sacks, it was the return of the Mac. The Chiefs still own the AFC. D Hop, they need you back more than they thought. Cardinals fall the Chiefs 44-21. Sorry, Kyler. Not even COD points can fix the loss this embarrassing. The only record Tom Brady will not retire with. Most passing yards in week one. Drew Brees beating him out by just about 30 yards. Still gets the W's. Never lost to Dallas. They win 19-3. Tom Brady had two snacks today. Avocado toast and a Dak Prescott roast. Whew. There it is. That was fun. No cap recap episode one in the books. Be on the lookout for these. These will be every 
Monday. We're going through all the games up until Monday. I think we'll even lead off Thursday down the wire or Friday down the wires, maybe with a little bit of a Thursday preview or something. I don't know, whatever we might do for that. Uh, but that was the first rendition of No Cap Recap. And 15 games for you. Week one, while some people were pretty happy with what happened, you got to remember this is a tough time for others on the way too. Yeah, so be sensitive to your uh, Packer fans out there um, because, man, it hurts. It hurts so bad. Thank you guys so much for listening to the No Cap Recap uh, Down the Wire presentation. If you guys enjoyed this, be sure you guys download us wherever you get your podcasts. It's on the Down the Wire page. We are not considering them Down the Wire episodes. This is its own new thing. So please show some support on the No Cap Recap. My name is Tom Wirtz with my brother Dave. And we weren't capping today. These girls wanna tie kid down and keep me around But I would never change, I'm a dog, I'm a hound But I tell them what they wanna hear, they like how it sounds Till I'm gone with the wind and I'm lost, never found I met her at my show, then we smashed right after If we go three rounds, then she fall in love faster Very next morning, I'm Casper In another city for a show, somewhere getting plastered It's a disaster, to her I'm a drug I do her kind of dirt, but they still fall in love And I don't understand it Foreign chicks on me and she speak another language like she from another planet. She struggle when I'm gone. It's hard when I leave. Being Ricky Pin with my heart on my sleeve. And she tell me that she love me, but it's hard to believe. Cause I'm coming and going. I mean, I come and I leave. And I swear I'm really not that shady. But you can't blame me for who I've met lately. Nowadays chicks wanna call it kid baby. As soon as they find out I rap, shit's crazy. But I do play along, yo, I can't front. I give in to every groupie with a fat butt. London to Japan, Hong Kong to Iran, chicks say I'm the man. <laughs> what that bitch say? Uh, what that bitch say? <laughs> and everywhere I go, these girls in my ear. And everywhere I go, these girls in my ear. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.